What's going on? This is Joel Cassidy. And this is Ross Van Oker of the Holidayverse. The metaverse that will bring you year-round holiday spirit. We're on the edge of NFT, the podcast that celebrates the absolute best NFT projects year-round. Stay tuned. Hey there, NFT curious listeners. Stay tuned for today's episode and find out how Holidayverse is bringing the joy of global holidays to everyone throughout the year. And finally, look forward to a very special musical performance from today's guests. All this and more on today's episode. Enjoy. And remember, NFTLA is coming up March 28th through the 31st. It will be an unforgettable experience featuring the creme de la creme in the NFT space. Head on over to nftla.live to get your tickets as early as possible for best pricing. And if you or someone you know wants to partner with us to co-create this special, unforgettable experience, there are still opportunities to get involved, but they're also going fast. So please reach out at contact at edgeofnft.com. Welcome to The Edge of NFT with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger, the podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side, and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Today's episode features Joel Cassidy and Ross Vanoker. Let's get a little bit about them each. Joel Cassidy is a member of the band Walk Off the Earth, the hugely viral platinum-selling indie pop rock group who have sold out headlining concerts in more than 50 countries and notched over a billion views on their YouTube channel alone. The members of WOT are part of the founding team of the Holidayverse, a metaverse that will aim to spread year-round holiday spirit through cultural education, inclusion, acceptance, and awareness. They intend to commence production on the Holidayverse movie, Ornamental, in early 2022. Let's get a little bit about Ross. Ross Vanoker is a director of animated films and a writer of TV, film, and children books. Ross has written original pilots and screenplays for the likes of Disney, Fox, Warner Brothers, DreamWorks, The Jim Henson Company, and trust me, many, many more. He's directed or is in process with CG films featuring the likes of Demi Lovato, Avril Lavigne, Jimmy O. Yang, John Cleese, and many more of those as well. In early 2021, Ross was half of the team responsible for, if you remember it, the John Cleese Sells the Brooklyn Bridge NFT, which was publicized all over the world. Ross is also the co-founding partner of EDH Animation Co-op, currently in production on the first 14-episode season of Walk Off the Earth in Space. Welcome, guys. Thank, Thank you, you, guys. Thank, Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, Great man. to meet here. Yeah, I've really been pumped about this episode, guys. Us too. Yeah, we've been talking about it. We've been, we've been emailing back and forth, all kinds of fun ideas and whatnot, uh, some of which our listeners will get to experience a little later in the episode. And you know, look, man, let's dive right in, guys. So Holidayverse, all right, the first NFT to fund a film one frame at a time. Super cool concept. Like, tell us about the origin story. How did this all come together? All right, well, you know, we, like you guys said in the intro, Joel and the band Walk Off the Earth and I have had this great experience of getting to work together on the series called Walk Off the Earth in Space, which is an independently financed animated series. And, you know, along the way, sort of stemming from some of the NFT stuff I did last year, I realized that in making animation, we are just making thousands of digital JPEGs every day. We're just making so much art. So I had this thought about 
a cool way to finance a film independently, which has been a big drive of EDH. We've really been trying to get away from Hollywood, finance our own product projects, distribute our own projects, and really create freedom for creators was to sell the animated cells of a movie because people collect dead animation cells all the time. We have about 42,000 or, or more we're making a 30-minute animated project. So I went and talked to Joel about it. And it turns out Joel was like, unbeknownst to me, hardcore into the world of NFT for the last year or so, like really savvy and got really excited. And together we started talking and it, it sort of grew up, blew up into the holiday verse. Let Joel talk a little bit about that. We had, yeah, I had no idea that Ross had secretly been involved, maybe not so secretly involved, back in March of 21 with John Cleese, no big deal. Ross is the most humble guy ever, and he's worked with like the top of the top in Hollywood, and he just like never talks about it, so I'll do it for him. (laughs) Yeah, he did this thing with John Cleese, and that was his opportunity to get his feet wet in this wild and wonderful world. I had, beginning of the year 21, supported an artist that I love by the name of Daniel Arsham, who's a really cool modern artist who... I love everything he does from, from painting to sculpture to everything in between and hearing about, I'd heard the three letters as we all had. And I'd, I'd, I'd heard a bit of the buzz, but my point of relatability or my moment of excitement really was when I heard that my guy who I'd been supporting for years was about to enter the space. So that was back in like January, I think. And that kind of started my journey off that I could speak more about, but you know, getting the green light on this project called Woten Space, which was this kind of multi-year journey that involved an augmented reality powered comic book that we sold on tour and all this kind of crazy stuff. Ross kind of chasing us around the globe, trying to convince us that it'd be a good idea to pitch this show. The uh, COVID hit, the pandemic hit, and we actually had a chance to get that greenlit. So putting our heads together and working on this show that had, that you know has employed a hundred people and is like this thing where we jump on Zoom and we do these recording sessions where someone's checking in from India, someone's out in London, England, you know, here we are in the Toronto area. There's Ross and his team, either in California or now in Washington State doing these sessions and him and I get chatting, get chatting. Turns out he had written this kid's book called Ornamental about a red ornament who gets thrown out with the Christmas tree and actually has to find his way back to Christmas, so to speak, by linking up with the mascots, so to speak, of other holidays throughout the calendar year to find his way back to Christmas. And at the time, he was already in talks with some major publishers to get that pushed out in the conventional way. But because of the history of of the band that I come from and the ways in which we've been able to kind of sidestep big establishments, so to speak, over the years, right, with record labels and and really a whole host of kind of the big guys that's really good at, at infringing upon IP and on creativity and kind of like, you know, really taking that away from artists and that being kind of the only point of exchange where if you want to be heard and seen, you want to be a star, you got to do this and that kind of things. It's the band that I come from had a big moment just over a decade ago where we put up a video on YouTube, which at the time was the best thing in town as far as, wait a minute, this is like this first era of, we're talking a few months after Justin Bieber, our buddy from down the road had just blown up on YouTube, right? This is an early kind of like phase one era of, okay, so we can put stuff direct to fan up online and we can own our own YouTube channel and we can monetize that with Google AdSense. And we don't need to go to that big studio or that financier or whatever it is. Right. So that was a moment for us that we have really held onto over the course of a 10 year total roller coaster of a wild journey and bringing that experience into my chats with Ross and him talking about EDH and how they actually started that company. Ross, you should jump back in here, man. Like they started that company because they were sick of really a lot of the similar stuff of having to jump through the Hollywood hoops and having to along the way, have your art totally bastardized and pulled apart and kind of become a shell of itself in the way that it was intended to be seen and heard and celebrated. And I think coming together with kind of boots on the ground experience of what it's like to have to play that game 
to a point, but also having a little taste of what it's like to sidestep that and try to find a way around that is what really got us excited about this. Ross, let me ask you, these NFTs, these ornaments, they're sort of aiming to disrupt and upend Hollywood. What does that meant to you? And how do they allow holders to be part of the movie building process from the start to finish? Disrupting Hollywood has become the mission. You know, I've been part of Hollywood in different ways for 27 years. And I've had many great experiences there, of course. But in the last 10 years, I, I really, it started with the writer's strike back in, I think, like 2008 or so, so longer than 10 years ago now. Just realized that everything was changing and not necessarily for the better for writers. And it was already, no complaints, I had a very lovely career, but it like you just constantly are creating. And then the moment you are lucky enough and fortunate enough to sell or to get financed, you become essentially work for hire on your own project. You no longer have creative control. You are money gets involved that costs something. There's no such thing as free money. So like Joel mentioned, I had a couple experiences in the indie animated world, the first two movies I made, and it was great and fantastic to get to make it. But at the end of the day, same thing, the financiers can come in and it just felt like these things take years to make. And at the end, you get your teeth kicked in every time. And you're like, this was like the last movie, Charming, which was on Netflix and isn't really not my version of the movie, was written for my three daughters. It came out of experience. I had reading to them every night and raising them. And it was very personal to me. And that led to a very sort of dark moment at the end where I was like, I'm never doing this again. And, and that's actually EDH was born of that. My wife created it saying, we need to create a place that will protect you. And then you can keep doing the thing you love. And we quickly realized if we could protect me, we could protect all sorts of artists. And so the idea was take, for instance, like the minions, you know, the guy who designed the minions, who drew that little yellow guy the first time probably made, you know, what, a thousand dollars that week or something. That minion has gone on to make billions of dollars and that artist has never seen another penny. So when we talk about disrupting Hollywood, it is the desires of EDH are so aligned with NFTs, which is protect the artist, give the artist continual revenue from their creations. If it goes on and sells the royalty uh, models and the smart contracts, it's just so exciting to us. And to answer your question about how it allows holders to, to participate, it aligns perfectly with that because once Joel and I got talking about what the holiday verse could be, it was such a natural fit we didn't even realize until a month later that I told Joel, oh, by the way, did I ever tell you EDH stands for every day is a holiday? It was just like a coincidence. Like we were already trying to form a company to get away from it. Then we start the holiday verse. And the idea was, hey, Wotes had amazing success and have really benefited from technology, but also from people helping them along the way. I've had much more sort of closed behind door success, but always through mentorship and people helping. What if in, in addition to just making a movie of people. We literally make the movie of people. And so now we have Wote playing the four lead roles of the movie. But if you're a token holder, we're opening up casting. If you want to be in a movie, you never had the opportunity, audition for our movie. It's only open to token holders. We're going to, we're going to with the community, decide who gets each part. Then we brought in our friend Tara Strong, who's probably the biggest voice actor in the world. She's played everyone like, you know, if I have daughters, like I said, so, you know, Raven from Teen Titans, Twilight Sparkle from My Little Pony, but all the way back to the Rugrats and Inspector Gadget. And she's going to mentor you as a voice actor, even though you've never done it before. And she's going to voice direct you. And then we got talking about, well, we always thought the book follows sort of the holidays from like a North Northern Hemisphere, like North American point of view. It goes, you know, it's got Easter, New Year's, St. Patrick's Day, all the holidays we celebrate, but people celebrate different holidays all over the world. So what if instead of the second movie, someone from the community tells us what holiday is important to them and we go, great, you write that story. We'll support you. You direct that story. We'll support you. And we just pass the mic. So that's where the involvement that, really comes from. 
That's really cool. And and it is fun to like Google, which I just did, what holidays are happening every day. And we've got some big ones today, guys. It's Monday, February 7th. We're doing the taping. Today is National Fettuccine Alfredo Day. <laughs> it's also National Football Hangover Day. In addition to that, it's Ballet Day, National Periodic Table Day, and it's Independence Day in Granada and Constitution Day in Mexico. So that just gives us a sense of what's possible here, right? I have to follow yeah. up because this is so timely. We just went to a Peruvian restaurant called Pisco on Sunday, I think it was. Turns out it was National Pisco Day just a few days before that. Can you believe it? <laughs> Isn't it amazing? I should mention really quick too, just on the topic of what Ross had mentioned there, you know, being a part of Wode and getting a chance to like, when I was a kid, all I wanted to do was be Travis Barker from Blink-182. And I got a chance to drop out of music school here in Toronto and actually get a chance to live my dream and live the dream of so many people that I was in school with that don't get a chance to do that. But more importantly, getting a chance to tour around the globe with Walk Off the Earth and meet people from all over Asia and Europe and everywhere we go and actually be like, be immersed within their culture, but also get a chance to kind of be a part of their culture for that one night that we're there when we bring these people together in this room, we do these concerts. That has been a very special and privileged experience. And the idea of getting even a small glimpse of these world cultures that really realistically... I'm a white dude from North America. I've never had a, a really a good excuse to want to learn about Diwali or Kwanzaa or some of these one culture celebrations, cultural celebrations, the Korean mud festival, the running of the bulls. There's a, there's so many really cool festivals around the world and, and celebrations. What if there's a way with this technology to actually bring people together for good and promote education and awareness of world cultures. I feel like the world is pretty divided right now. What if there's a way to use this tech to bring people closer together and realize along the way in an authentic way, I'm not so different from that family that celebrates a different holiday just because of where they live in the world or what they might believe. We're not that different. And I think there's a real opportunity here to create a safe space that shows people that in amidst all this criticism of how people are going to be more glued to their screens than ever and how, how there's all these ways in which this is going to divide the world more. We see opportunity to actually bring the world closer together with this technology. Yeah, it's beautiful stuff. Yeah, and definitely something that I believe in for a long time. It's, it's always really, it's really exciting. And, and of course, we have team members helping out with these projects in India. And it's always fun to like see them celebrating, you know, Diwali or something and see what it's actually like. I wanted to go back a little bit to utilities. I know we talked a lot about kind of what could come out of this, but I'm, I'm curious if there's anything else you guys can share in terms of the utilities that these ornaments can offer. Yeah, maybe I could just kick it off, Ross. You can uh, tell me to shut up at any point. Going into this and already, you know, I feel like in crypto years, the two or three months ago that we first started to think about this is like, you know, decades have passed in crypto time since then, right? But even at that time, and certainly this is even more timely than ever right now, we're coming from the Solana realm and there's been some awful rugs happening and just not fun stuff. Stuff that in addition to being an unfortunate thing in its own right is actually bad for the space at large because it tarnishes that reputation that all the folks in the sidelines right now, all the people that have only seen the environmental headlines or the it's all a scam, all this sort of stuff, that's just going to scare them off that much more. So we really, we really dislike those. But you know, going back to looking at doing kind of a pulse check on the space when Ross and I first got it, got, got chatting, we saw a lot of people promising the world when it came to utility, you know, buy our token, you're part of this club. And it's, it's like, we're all going to get rich together. We're all, we're going to change the world together, but not a whole lot of detail. And, and beyond that, not a whole lot of follow through on these big grand visions and, and, and promises that a lot of projects are doing, whether or not that's to do a quick cash grab and run for the hills or 
to dream big and get a bit of that initial revenue happening and then start to really figure it out. It was very important to us to put ourselves on the hook from day one as a docs team, as a team that is known in various capacities throughout the world to really put ourselves on the hook. We're going to make this movie. It's going to happen within one calendar year, which is light speed for animation. We're going to bring our token holders along for every step of the way. Every month, we just did our first one. We're going to have a behind the scenes, members only discord chat where we peel back a different curtain of the production process of the movie. We just did our initial one. Next month, it's going to be Ross and the animation team. You know, We're storyboarding the movie right now. The following month, it'll be myself, my bandmates and Walk Off the Earth. We're starring in the movie and soundtracking the movie just to kind of give people that really You know, the experiential side of this space, I think is something that's so unexplored. The space right now is just obviously dominated by people looking to flip and looking to get rich and looking to make money. And that's great. We all want to make money. We all want to do that. But when you think about talking as someone who's been through some rough stuff in the last few years, when you stand back and think about the moments in your life that you most enjoy, do you think about the ones where you flipped something that you bought for a hundred bucks for a thousand bucks or 10,000 bucks? Or do you think about a super special experience? You were able able to be part of a small group of people that were the first people to digitally crowdfund a movie on chain, be in for this whole host of really unique experiences, have this dynamic token that's changing out throughout the whole thing, which we could talk about as well via smart contract, and actually call yourself a co-producer, a part of a movie that was the first one to be made in this way. I, I, we really think about that, not to discount the value that we think our tokens do have inherently, but that's more me speaking to the fact that we have had a relatively slow mint. We've kept it wide open. We've kept the community plugged in the whole every step of the way. No one in the community is concerned. In fact, had we blown our mint out, I think we would have been a little concerned about the kind of people we were bringing on board because this is so opposite of the quick flip of the, of the big investment play, of the 100x play. Much as we believe so strongly that that will be the case regardless, the lower adoption model, we can kind of assign to the fact that this space is dominated by DJs and by people that are, which, which is great. And that should never go away. But I think the more experiential side of this, the more value first side of this, the more we're real humans and you're real humans, let's get together and make something truly special together, truly collaborative, truly community driven, I think is something that hasn't been explored a whole lot yet. And we certainly hope to be part of the reason why that changes. Yeah, man. Well, look, to build for the long term requires meaningful community involvement, we think. And the best projects, even in the short time frame that NFTs have become part of kind of the mainstream consciousness, the best ones are built around community, right? And we, we see that forming this, uh, this long-term relationship. So specific question about the community and their ability to contribute to the storytelling process. How does that actually work in practice? Well, you know, what we did last week, which was really exciting, like so many of these projects, we are learning every day so much and like, oh, we had this great idea. Let's involve the community. We're going to release the script to them. And we're just going to let the, you know, which from my background sounds like a nightmare. Anyone can give notes on the screenplay, but we wanted to do it because we wanted them to be part of the story. And we realized, oh, of course, we also are running a business. We have to protect the intellectual property. So we had to go through a bunch of lawyering up to like get terms and conditions so everyone can comment, but no one can later on shut down the project because I wrote that joke. So we, we went through all that and we released the script to the token holders and we opened a channel on the members only discord and they, you know, they're giving feedback. They're saying, we oh, love this. We love that. The ending's not working so great. Is How about this idea for the ending? Right from the get-go, they're part of the process. They're part of the storytelling. And then, like I mentioned earlier, we're about to open up the casting and they can be in the movie. And then we're going to, we've already started asking them on another channel, Hey, what holidays are important to you? Because we're building out a universe. We like to think of ourselves as on the road to making the Marvel universe of holidays. And so let's identify the next holiday that the community is most interested in. We just found out that 
I think 64% of our community is outside of the United States. So they're coming at with all sorts of interesting, cool ideas and holidays we never heard of. And we're going to identify one of them. And we're going to mentor these people who are interested in writing their story. We're going to create a children's book free to them. And then the matching animated special, because on the most fundamental level, this idea came ornamental was I just always wanted to write my own Grinch who stole Christmas or Charlie Brown Christmas, because those are such a cornerstone of growing up in our experience. Shouldn't everyone have that for all the holidays? Like, why do we only save it for like Christmas specials? We can have a special for everyone. And so these, but we can't tell those stories. We're not those people. We don't have that experience. We're not from that culture. We're not from that background. So we're creating a platform and going to be not only welcome to do it, we're going to encourage them. We're going to hold their hand through the whole process. And we're hoping to find musicians and animate. We're hoping to find everyone in our community over time. But like you said, Jeff, it is going to be completely community and we are slowly building the community, but we are building such a quality community. It's insane. Like I already have like real relationships with these people after five weeks, you know, where Joel and I are in there every day. Someone's trying to buy a farm in Arkansas. Someone lives in Arkansas. He's advising me on how to buy land there. I mean, like this stuff is, these are real relationships with real people. And that's been the part that has blown my mind. I knew it was about community, but I didn't realize how real that was and how quickly that became real. Yeah, that it's so awesome. We love that side of it. And we've had some amazing conversations with some of our audience and discord. And, and that's why we're doing NFTLA and, Joel, so excited that you can you can come by, man, and, and talk a little bit more with us about what you're doing there. Wait. But look, we've talked about the metaverse. We've talked about the movie. Isn't enough. Where you guys take it from here? What's the roadmap look like? Back to the topic of us putting ourselves in the hook right from the right from the get go, right of of wanting to be deliverable with with these utility points. And I think if if you look at our roadmap, we've we've been able to follow through on that. We are members only on Discord. We have circulated the script. You mint a token today, you're in for that experience right off the hop. You're in the members only. You've got access to the script. You're in for our next live stream. As Ross mentioned, you're about to be able to start auditioning, whether you have voice experience or not, in this movie, right? So I think. The only thing we haven't had a chance to really dive deep into yet is the idea of breaking ground, so to speak, on the Holidayverse, which we fully intend to be its own self-sustaining digital ecosystem, much like many of these metaverse projects where people can come together in the spirit of holidays year round and collaborate. Doesn't matter if you're a sculptor, a painter, a music maker, a beat maker. We want to give artists a chance to have their voices heard. And certainly coming from the, the background that I do with Woat, we had a chance 10 years ago. We just so happened to make a video of the five of us all playing on one guitar. We threw it up on, on our YouTube channel, just like we did with all the videos leading up to that. We woke up the next day. It was number one on Reddit and the Washington Post had just given us a call and our lives changed from there. We got very fortunate. Luck is a funny word because I think you can make your own luck, but we were very fortunate to have that opportunity and then getting a chance to travel around the world and live out our dreams in that sense. We've met so many people that are so much more talented than us. And I have a very humbling moment every time that happens to me where we have an opener that's like an unbelievable virtuoso. We're like, you know, that sort of stuff. For some reason, we're in this position and it's a very privileged position. And I think with great power comes great responsibility in that sense where we certainly owe it. And I think Ross could agree with this to ourselves and to all those who've allowed us to not only get to this point, but to stay at this point and continue to build and grow and thrive to pay that forward and to create a space where just because the algorithm didn't like you the day that you uploaded the coolest video in the world, or I I say this all the time, the best books, the best movies, the best whatever ever written or created may never see the light of day just because of X, Y, and Z, just because that creator, the algorithm didn't like him, or she wasn't too familiar with how to work the algorithm or whatever combination of things, you know, it's like 
any video that goes there, any piece that really blows up, there's a, it's like a perfect storm situation, right? It can be great. There can be talent, but there ha- there's all these other, other extraneous factors that are out of one's control. So what if we can put those a little more in people's control in the spirit of what's happening in this space? And once again, create this kind of safe year round place where you can go and you can have your voice heard and you can connect with people from your community in the world. You can also connect with the larger creator community that isn't tied to any one part of the world. And certainly in COVID era, when you can't just jump on a plane as, as easily as you were, were able to, Regardless of that, of that, if you're a person that doesn't have those means, let's do that via the metaverse. Let's put on a headset or glasses or goggles or whatever it winds up being or via an in-browser experience and actually travel to a place where you can freely talk about the art that you make, connect with people that make similar art, grow and collaborate with those people. It's an idea that we feel really strongly about and we, and we really feel is attainable. Certainly on the list of short-term to long-term goals, it's more on the long-term side, but this is something where we're already making connections within the space. Our dev happens to be part of the portals team, for example, on Solana, which has quick become a, like a Solana blue chip. That's like a, you know, a Solana metaverse and digital, drawing a blank here, digital real estate experience. We have already kind of, kind of sniffed out some of these things, whether we end up partnering with them who knows? Sky's the limit. Maybe we chat with the guys behind the sandbox and we find something out there. You know, it's, there's numerous players that are starting to kind of rise to the top here. Maybe that'll be the move. Maybe creating our own thing will be the move. You know, we certainly have access to, fortunately, like the who's who within Solana. So, and there's so much exciting stuff happening in Solana. So the sky's the limit there. It's about keeping the goals measured for now, making sure we continue to deliver on those utility points that we put ourselves on the hook for, but also to keep that big dream alive, because I think that's what this space is all about. Dreaming big. <laughs> And realizing that if you have a good idea and you have enough people that want to rally behind that and maybe put a few bucks down behind that, you can do whatever it is. I just saw the Assange DAO today. They're trying to they're trying to bust out Julian Assange and they got 30 million bucks right away to do it. The Constitution DAO, the Blockbuster DAO. This is where we're headed with this stuff. And it's just so exciting. Fettuccine and Pisco Sours for all. There you go. You know, there you go. <laughs> Josh has been waiting to deliver that one. <laughs> And I've been waiting to deliver this, actually. We, we alluded to it like really vaguely earlier. It's coming up in a little bit on this episode. Something special to stay tuned to the very end. I think we're going to have... Ross is going to have a special webinar on how to buy land in Arkansas. No, 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 no. Okay, sorry. That is... No, actually, that's... Joel is actually to come in and we're going to have a special performance, a musical performance that's going to come <laughs> towards the end. Yes. Uh, so that's going to be fun. But we have a last question here before we get into our quick hitters. And um, you know, sort of a general question we'd love to get people's perspective on kind of sharp people in the space. Where do you guys draw inspiration from in the NFT space? You know, you've mentioned some things so far, but anything else we haven't talked about? I mean, I would say certainly continuing to draw inspiration from the people that got me into the space, the people like Daniel Arsham, who I really, I can attribute all of my ability to learn so much within this space and really have a kind of passion-driven point of relatability that's that, that's beyond, once again, that, that performance of that underlying financial asset or whatever else, that, that real, I'm supporting an artist that I love and that satiates me alone in and of its own right. The fact that I could also flip it for 10X, which I could, is kind of a nice bonus. You know what I mean? But certainly what keeps me excited is just like how fast the space is moving, how much opportunity there is within this space, how literally every day, just jumping on Twitter and Discord, there's new ideas, there's new technologies, there's new projects. The sky is even the limit in this space. And I think it's just so exciting that you guys might, might be familiar with the subreddit called Anti-Work right now, which certainly there's a, a large variety of opinions on this idea of people, the pandemic kind of helping people realize that like being a working stiff and having your kind of classic cubicle nine to five, being a cog in a machine and working eight hours a day to make someone else rich. It's people are starting to see there might be a better way here. And I think web three is what's really helping increase awareness of just how real those possibilities are. There are these wins that are happening every day. And I do see a lot of parallels to back in the day with the way that my group took off where before YouTube, 
you could be the most talented person in the world and have a webcam in your room and make a great video, but you couldn't really get it out to the world. YouTube showing up really created that ability for anybody and their grandma, regardless of their tech abilities, their whatever abilities to get a video up and it go crazy viral. I see similar opportunity here where you can have a great project that's high quality. And if you go about it the right way, you network it properly, you market it properly. You can have the same opportunities as these multi-million dollar entities that are trying to enter the space right now. They're doing it in a relatively clunky way because they don't have that all important community first aspect. The idea of Facebook meta getting in right now and these kind of major players trying to just kind of barge into the space. I think they're in for a little bit of a rude awakening if they haven't had that just yet, where it's like, you guys don't have a whole lot of customer confidence. These communities are customer confidence first and only if you to really to really put it that way. It's I think the idea of just being able to buy your way in here or buy the cool points in. I love how level the playing field in, in this is in this space in the sense that you don't need to have we have no marketing budget on our project. And there are people who have no budgets who are doing numbers that we are dreaming of right now. Do you know what I mean? And there are people, maybe it's a group of 16-year-old buddies from Arkansas or whatever, right? Like it's anybody has that potential right now. And I think that's a really beautiful thing that like really people that are stuck in dead end jobs and depressed, especially coming off the pandemic, like, no, there's actual, if you have a big idea, you have a better shot than ever before right now of bringing that to life by putting a community together around it. And that's an amazing thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Ross, how about you just before we head to quick hitters here, something you want to call it as an inspiration? Like Joel, I'm just amazed by watching the space and how it seems like anything is possible. And one thing that is really interesting is, is, is sometimes you feel like you're late to the game somehow, like things are happening so fast. And then you take a moment back and you realize, oh, this is so just the beginning. We're not even at the end of inning one. There's so, I think about some of the uh, criticism we received early on, like, the, oh, you're just a holiday project. We were dismissed for just being a holiday project. And it was like, no, we're not a holiday project. We're actually trying to bring this utility and also realizing, wait, I think we might be the only people trying to do a family project in NFTs right now. I don't know if that's true or not, but I haven't yet to find another, like where I come from in the entertainment business, the, the family business is the cornerstone of the business. You know, it's, it's a four quadrant family film is the biggest money maker in the world from animated films to Marvel films to Star Wars. No one seems to have gotten into that yet. It just seems like the thing that's so inspiring to me is it still feels like day one. Like anyone, like Joel saying, anyone can show up. And then you see like a day like Facebook had last week. And, you know, I don't wish anyone ill ever. And I, I'm sorry for the shareholders, but there are these things that were just felt like they were going to be here forever are starting to feel like dinosaurs. And it just feels like the world is opening up again. There's opportunity again in a whole different way for people. And I mean, I love, we're fortunate enough to work with this artist on our project. He goes by the name Gonzo, Jason Gonzalez. And he's an incredible artist who's been at it for like 30 years and has done some cool stuff. But a guy like that suddenly getting in the spotlight and being like, come a pre like love on this guy. He's so talented and that anyone could. And now he's, been inspired and he's talking to us about maybe trying to do his own nft and like and just to find people and help them and to see when we started this you know one thing that's so inspirational is we started holidayverse and i had this one experience with an nft on ethereum last year it nearly scared me away from the experience i mean i made every possible mistake you could make on the john cleese project and then we come in and we come into solana and we have this idea of, of bringing real utility real value and these like huge hitters in the space just were so open to us and, and were encouraging us to succeed. And how can we help you? Can we host a Twitter space for you? Can we post some stuff on Twitter for you? And that there's this camaraderie here of people who are like, no, we see that this is going to be great for the world. We believe in the world. Let us help you. That has been mind blowing to me. So, I mean, what I'm really inspired by right now, because I'm a little bit head in the sand on this project because it's day in and day out. It's just been the other people in the space and how 
you know, cause you get this idea, like they're all crypto guys, NFT, you know, they're like some of the nicest, most collaborative people I've ever met in my life. I've met in the last two months, just being in the NFT space. It's a special space. And there are very few, I think, industries or categories that are built around such definitive community. And the part of, of narrative storytelling, the part that it plays in this is so interesting as well to some of the best projects. And it feeds into that community orientation. So really interesting to see. Guys, thanks so much for sharing all those details with us. Listeners, dive deeper. There's so much more here to uncover. Really exciting stuff. We interrupt the Edge of NFT podcast to reveal one of the best kept secrets in the NFT space right now, the Koi Network. If you are a creator or a builder or an investor in groundbreaking projects, you need to dive into Koi ASAP. Why? Imagine a new internet where each time your posts get viewed on TikTok, Instagram, or Twitter, you earn rewards. Koi's revolutionary decentralized infrastructure scales this new internet to the whole globe, transforming attention into an asset and every creator into an earner, all without the expensive high-energy usage of old-school blockchains. Here is the best way to learn more and earn more by becoming a founding member of the growing Koi community. Go to edgeofnft.com slash Koi. That's edgeofnft.com slash K-O-I-I, two I's. There you can publish your first Koi NFTs for free and start earning Koi today. The new internet is coming. Don't you want to be valued on it? We want to take a step back for a minute and get your personal perspective, some opportunity for our listeners to get to know you individually a little bit better. It's a section we call Edge Quick Hitters. And there's 10 set questions that we ask the guests of, uh, of our show each time. And what we like to do is, um, I think for this episode, we'll run through and I think we'll alternate. We'll go back and forth here between Joel and Ross and have a little fun with this thing. So guys, are you ready to dive in on this? Let's do it. Okay, amazing. Absolutely. Question number one, Joel, let's start with you, man. What is the first thing you remember ever purchasing in your life? This is the moment I just turned 33. This is the one where I officially feel old because my first purchase that I made on my own was this latest, greatest Sony Discman. I think it had like the five second anti-skip or the 10 second. And it had the headphones that sat in behind your head with the rumble pack, the like <laughs> sub bass action. And I thought I was the coolest guy around. I had the latest, greatest CD player. That thing was my prized possession until I, I think I broke it somehow. I'm getting into bands and stuff for the first time around, I think I like dropped a symbol on it or something. But uh, that was my first prized possession that I saved up the paper root money for and uh yeah man <laughs> solid i love it yeah man that was, i remember that first one too that's special very good all right question number two ross what is the first thing you remember ever selling in your life all right so this is going to make me older than joel which i am by about 15 years so that makes sense fifth grade fat shoelaces were all the rage because run dmc was out and everybody wanted and i, I grew up right outside new york city so i used to go into new york city on the weekends with my big brother so we could buy variety colors of fat shoelaces and then come to the halls of my elementary school and outside my locker, sell people. And I eventually started taking orders. Oh, you want neon green? You want neon purple, whatever. And I just had a fat shoelace business running out of my locker in fifth grade. Hell yeah, man. That's amazing. Here's some of the lead off two best responses I think we've gotten on these questions. That's awesome. Very cool. All right. Question number three, Joel, what is the most recent thing you purchased? Most recent thing I purchased, um, I just got a hold of 
my fourth, I think it is quantum trader. It's called on the Solana chain. I'm a big like vinyl figure collector as well. But like since getting deep, deep into the space, I feel like more and more my uh, disposable income is going to digital assets more than, than physical assets. But on the Solana chain, there's a project called Yaw and it, it's a peer-to-peer escrow trading utility mm. that doesn't necessitate one going to, you know, a Magic Eden, for example, which is kind of like the open sea of, of the Solana space, right? To actually list something pay a fee to that intermediary and then kind of like have to have to be at the mercy of that. It's a peer thing. So if you're in touch with someone, you want to do a trade kind of just off the books, so to speak, and just sort of sort of person to person, you can do that. So the Yaw is its own entity and they have these things called quantum traders that are these tokens that since they released them, I think in like November, the idea has been these they're figuring out this non-custodial staking thing where you can actually stake your tokens and that's about to roll out. They're about to have an IDO and, and roll out their own coin. I've been kind of stocking up on those because on the pure investment side, you know, here we are talking about the experiential side and the, and the the high utility side. Otherwise, on the pure investment side, the idea of and you, I'm sure you guys know what's happening with like looks rare and, and being able to stake looks and this sort of stuff. Staking tokens, I think, is the future in a lot of ways, and you're starting to see that roll out on Solana. And this is one of several collections that are doing that with a spreadsheet that's available of the yield based on it's a rarity based yield situation. And because these communities are so awesome, somebody's already done up their own website where you can go and type in your wallet address and it'll scan how many of those you have and give you an estimated yields, this sort of stuff. Really bullish on those guys and as well on a project called Silvana on Solana, which is essentially trying to do for Solana NFT communities, what we want to do with independent creator communities, which is onboard and create partnerships with the who's who across the whole space and actually bring them into this kind of like pixel art driven metaverse where you can grab these eggs right now and they're eventually going to hatch and there's varying rarities. And it's all about building, working with, thriving with other high quality projects. And we actually have a call with them tomorrow. They are interested in bringing us into the metaverse, which is cool. That'll probably be our first chance to show up in a metaverse. So Ross, nice. you know that. <laughs> Getting deep, man, already. That's amazing. That's very cool. Ross, number four, what is the most recent thing you sold? So this is the polar opposite of digital. You know, my family and I made this weird decision mid-pandemic. Uh, we lived in a town called Ojai, California for 15 years. So like, now's the time to go buy a farm. And rather than find the farm and leave, we decided we're going to get rid of our house and just get on the road. And we did that in June. And it was great until it wasn't a few months of exciting travel. And then we all got COVID and then the transmission went out on our car. So we've been sitting out for a while, but really the most recent thing I sold was nearly all of my household possessions. We just Craigslisted everything. They're like, Here, awesome. who wants a couch? Who wants a blender? We just nice. sold it all. Awesome. Was it a pressure washer piece that might've been stuck in the car? I guess you'll <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to go on the line right now for that. <laughs> Nice. Cool. Okay. Question number six, Joel, if you could buy anything in the world, digital, physical service and experience is currently for sale. What would that be? The thing that shot right to mind, I, I touched on portals earlier, which is really like what has one of the highest floor prices within Solana right now. And it's like, they've really put a stronghold on the Solana side of metaverse real estate and everything. And they, I think if I had all the money in the world, I would essentially just buy up a whole bunch of, there are these cards, right? These portals cards that I think like the floor price right now is like a hundred soul or something. Um, and really just, just to know that, cause that is the lo- the big vision of this project, right? Is the idea of, of eventually building out our own fully year round kind of self-sustaining metaverse. And so the idea of, of getting a jump start in that and actually being able to kind of like own some, some land in that sense and really try to be able to put a few people at work to start building on that, I think would be something that'd be great to dive yeah. into while we keep those priorities priorities of making a movie at the at the forum. <laughs> you dialed in, man. You definitely dialed in. Actually, I realized I skipped question five. So Ross, I'm gonna throw that over to you, man. What is your most prized possession? 
Most prized possession. That's a good question. Um, I mean, I guess if we're going strictly material, obviously. I was going to say, if you don't kid, say your daughters, you're my, gonna be my kids come first, but they're not my possession. Yeah, they're, they're their own that's beautiful the, entities. That's the test, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I would say my wife and I own a, an awesome 1973 international travel all, which is just an, like an old school SUV, which is completely original. And I love that thing. Nice. <laughs> that would be it. We did not sell that on Craigslist. Flip the script a little bit here. Question number seven, Joel, if you could pass on one of your personality traits to the next generation, what would that be? I'm a person who's always been a like really kind of a high stress sort of person that likes to ruminate on things that are out of my control. I guess that's kind of the definition of what things like anxiety and depression are. And I think realistically, when you really think about it, I think people that are like that right now, and I know that sort of mental health thing is even more important coming off the pandemic and everything, right? The, there's the whole group of young people out there who have really been thrown for a mental loop that I don't think they would, they were anticipating much as, as none of us were, but these are people that are in the midst of their formative years. Right. So I think I would say if I could pass that along, it would be, it gets better. And even if along the way to getting better, it's going to be punctuated by some pretty tough stuff, the silver lining in that tough stuff. I lost one of my bandmates and my mother within a week apart from one another a couple of years ago. So that's what the bottom feels like, you know, and even in the midst of that, that silver lining looks like, okay, now I'm going to slow down. Now I'm going to really not hold on to things that I can't control. Now I'm going to really think about the legacy that I'm leaving and the way that I spend my time. And I think if I could kind of drill that into a, a younger person's head, someone that fortunately may have not been through a lot of tough stuff just yet, but is that kind of like stressful person or person that, that ruminates too much on things that are, or worries too much about things that are out of their control, I would say, just take a moment and just realize, you know, whether there's moments coming for you that are going to really help you do that, or just take a breath, you know, to get into, get into meditation, maybe would be a good one. Cause that's helped me out yeah. a lot. Cannabis also so big shout out to medical cannabis. We're coming from Canada here, which has been uh, federally legal for a while. And it's been a great thing that way. So, you know, self-wellness, self-care, like it's just, just something that gets thrown around a lot, but I don't, love it. a lot of people take for it. Sure, man. For sure. Love that. Question number eight, Ross, the flip side of that one. If you could eliminate one of your personality traits from the next generation, what would that be? This kind of goes hand in hand with what Joel just said. I would say the tunnel vision I get with work, like the fact that work becomes all consuming and that you get in the middle. I mean, certainly you can ask Joel and I about our December trying to launch this NFT, <laughs> like the irony of launching a holiday NFT and just blowing out the holidays for your kids and your family and your wife just being like, uh, I'll see you the day after Christmas. I feel like I'm getting on the other side of that finally, but I have just been so driven to accomplish certain things in the film industry. And then now it's it started to carry over the NFT and it's really become a huge priority in my life, just balance and, you know, making sure that knowing that, you know, it's okay to put it down. If you put it down, when you come back, it will still be there. You can put it down and you can go do, go have quality lifetime away from the thing that you think it defines you because it doesn't define you. You know, yeah. none of us are going to be defined by these things at the end of the day. I should so, say, he's speaking real facts right now because I, I recently got a chance to, after two years of, of being locked down, got a chance to go to Hawaii for my birthday. And before I went, I was really stressed because we, like Ross and I are kind of the, 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 the co-leads of this project and, and not a whole lot of other folks. So I was stressed about going away and, and, and separating. And he was like, dude, the work's always going to be there. Go and be present, go enjoy it, go and enjoy it and come back and it's going to be all good. And that was, a, I really appreciated that dude. Yeah. Thanks, Especially, and it's, it's hard when you do what you love. Right. Um, yeah. And so, you know, it's easy to get drawn in and all, be all consumed by it. Question nine, what did you do just before joining us on the podcast? I, actually ran out. I was like ripping through Toronto, trying to get a hold of a new SM7B because I just realized shortly before this, I went to grab for mine and realized that I left it at the walk off the earth studio down the road here in Burlington, Ontario. So I was like mad dashing through Toronto, getting a new SM7B. 
All right, right on. That works. Thanks, man. Ross, we'll flip it to you for the last one. Question 10. What are you going to do next after the podcast? I'm going to take my youngest daughter to her horseback riding lesson. Sweet. (laughs) So that's that balance I'm talking about. That's it, man. I'm glad you're doing that. That's awesome. All right, guys. Well, okay. Thanks for sharing with us. That is Edge Quick Hitters, our 10 questions. Always a pleasure to do those. Hey there. Want to know which NFT mints are taking off? Would you like to know about them in real time while they're still taking off? What about tracking NFTs before they launch and seeing which ones are gathering a real Twitter following or boosting their discords? Which ones are hot and could take off like a rocket because so many people are excited for their launch? Mythia, a forthcoming NFT project themselves, have built both of these tools for you even before they've launched and it's free just because they're cool like that. Go to edgeofnft.com slash Mythia to find out more. That's M-Y-T-H-I-A. Find out any upcoming NFTs, Discord and Twitter growth trajectory and which mints are happening in real time so you can jump on if you see them taking off. Go to edgeofnft.com slash Mythia to find out more. M-Y-T-H-I-A. Yes, it's free. I'm heading there now myself. Hey there. Are you in the Edge of NFT Discord? If not, it's time to hop in. Many awesome things going on right now. One, we're giving away some really great POAP NFTs to our most engaged participants. Earned one by reaching level six and another by reaching level 20 by February 28th. And every Tuesday, we've got trivia night at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Nerd out with your fellow NFT fans. Don't worry, trivia is general knowledge to accommodate participants of all levels. Uh, We're giving away prizes each week. Last week, we gave away over 100 bucks worth of ETH. Go to edgeofnft.com slash discord to get involved. Of course, when you are there, there's all sorts of other perks. Get the latest behind-the-scenes info on all of our projects, including NFTLA, Living Tree NFTs, Spirit Seed NFTs, and the podcast, and other little-known but really cool stuff. On top of all that, meet some other great community members and pass around the latest NFT intel edgeofnft.com slash discord. I think we have some hot topics to dig in on as well. So let's scoot over there. See what we got shaking. What's going on in that world, Ethan? Indeed. Enter Igor of Squirrely Squirrels. Igor Denisov is head of corporate dev for Squirrel Wallet. Um, and he's going to chat to us a little bit about that project. So let's kick it off here and tell us like where I'm you come from. Squirrely, let's do it. Squirrely, squirrely. Yeah. What's the background on this? Jeff. Hey, Ethan. Yeah, glad to be on. Thanks for having me on Edge of NFT. So a little bit about Squirrely Squirrels. It's an NFT project being launched by Squirrel Wallet. Super, super stoked for it. We're launching on minting right now, actually on Ethereum mainnet. There'll be 10,000 squirrels. And it's not just another NFT project because there's a couple of cool things about it. So first coolest thing is that it's going to be a provably fair launch. We know there's going to be a whole bunch of very rare squirrels in the mix. And we're using some cool tech developed by our devs and leveraging Chainlink VRF, plugin for Chainlink, uh, to really show on chain that everybody gets a fair chance to get some of these rare squirrels that will carry extra special traits with them. And... The other cool thing is that these scrolls will have some really, really neat features as part of when we launch uh, the kind of larger scroll wallet product. 
That's really cool. And Joel Ross, you probably already knew this, but January 21st is Squirrel Appreciation Day. So there is a holiday for the squirrels as well. <laughs> we did not oh, nice. we knew that. We'll that don't don't test us, man. <laughs> uh, Ross did make a movie, though, like a major film uh, called Get Squirrely, Ross. Yeah, yeah. My first CG film I wrote and directed was all about squirrels. Yeah, that's another right. story. <laughs> well, anyways, Igor, it sounds really cool. And I know you guys are cooking up a lot of stuff for your wallet as well. But the $10,000 question is, what makes this project live on the edge of NFTs from your perspective? So the probably fair launch is one thing, but kind of the really big overarching thing that we're developing is this entire suite of DeFi and NFT focused product. And what the scrolls really represent will be the kind of the VIP experience in that kind of the power user experience in that universe so we're launching the squirrel wallet and the holders of these squirrels can expect a nice retroactive airdrop of our ecosystem token they will get a lot of special invites they'll get you know early previews to different things we want to launch like our own in-house amm our you know extra features for staking and DeFi, and yeah this is really how we want to build a very strong community of of users for our product. It's the scrolls are cute. Don't get me wrong, but there is a real reason to hold on to them beyond just, you know, great looking NFTs in your squirrel wallet. And there's unlimited array of jokes that can be made about squirrels and their nuts and what you can do with them. Right? Oh, absolutely. We've, I, I think in our discord and our Twitter, we've been through many, many dozens of iterations. It also doesn't help that Squirrels were featured so prominently in Rick and Morty as the evil things that control the universe from the background. So the GIFs are endless. There's a partnership there, man. Head up Justin Roiland and the whole gang. It'd be powerful. Yeah, completely. No, no okay. doubt. No doubt. So, you know, I, obviously a listener is going to want to dig in on this and learn more and, and figure out how to, you know, navigate this uh, world of squirrels and squirrely squirrels. Where do they go? Like, how do they learn about this? Like, what do you suggest for folks? You got some videos up there, websites they should go to, like, how do they get involved? Absolutely. So the usual kind of place we interact with a lot of NFT projects is Twitter. So we're on that at squirrely squirrels uh, and squirrel underscore wallet. You can find us at squirrelysquirrels.com and come join our Discord. It's super fun. The minting is going on right now. The reveal is going to be later on this week. It'll be a blast. That's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. so listeners, check that out. Get in there. I'm, I'm sure the Discord communities are really hopping at this point. And Jeff, just to clarify for our listeners, by the time this will come out, we did do a contest, but the only chance, hopefully, to get your square will be on OpenSea. So you can also go to OpenSea and, and see what's cooking. Maybe uh, catch one of your favorite squares that's been revealed to the world already and uh, snag it from someone else that has give them some squirrel envy, if you will. Well, this is amazing. Igor, thanks so much for joining us and sharing this with us. Uh, super cool, super fun. Going to keep an eye on this one for sure. Amazing. Thanks, Jeff. Absolutely. All right. We'll talk soon, buddy. Ethan. Let's hit this next one, guys. And then we'll, then we'll jump into our special musical performance. But let's talk about a little bit about cannabis. All right. Let's cut in here with a very exciting uh, hot topic to discuss. It's a sponsored hot topic from uh, a project called crypto grow and uh let's hear a little bit about it and let's chit chat uh, jeff so the convergence of cannabis and crypto machines that grow weed nfts that grow crypto uh you should have had to expect this at some point four years ago in hazy humboldt county a creative spark ignited a vision to build a better way to grow uh, their favorite plant cannabis 
It was a vision to decentralize growing that plant, fusing cannabis and crypto and building a community of believers. They've got this revolutionary Genesis product, which is called Grow Up, um, and they're seamlessly bringing these two industries together for the first time. They've got a grow to earn function. Machines users will earn crypto to grow weed. Hey, that sounds like, why not? Um, and then sounds you, incredible, gotta, dude. <laughs> you might have to line one of your closets with tinfoil and put a, put a black light in there, but uh, that's cool. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so, and the founder of this um, and inventor is this guy named Jesse Croctoe. He says, uh, we are the use case for community building with NFT mixed reality product launch, providing real utility for our holders. What do you think, man? Are you ready? Are you going to you gonna get one? Come on, fusing cannabis and crypto, bro. Come on, <laughs> two of the best things. Let's go, man. No, they're, 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 the roadmap is sick. Okay. Phase one, right? Crypto grow NFT drop. Phase two, they got this Cryptokers, which I love, right? Mm -hmm. You know, they're, I don't know if that's going to be the, the, the final kind of version, but that's the that's the, the, the tagline they're using right now, the name for their avatar drop. Right. So they got this like free for crypto grow NFT holders, which is the Cryptokers. Then they got this Cryptidai merch drop. Again, I love the naming these dudes are using. Man. Totally. It's awesome. So again, free for crypto grow NFT holders. They got an IRL event in LA. Um, then phase three, uh, delivery of the grow up machines. So, um, those will be, you know, coming to the shipping States. included. That's nice. Yeah. All right. Well, us only, right. We know, <laughs> we know from experience, like shipping stuff overseas. <laughs> be careful. Right? Was it 750 bucks? One of the drawbacks of building a global, you know, a global movement. <laughs> Yeah, tough to ship some overseas. That said, they're going to do the token airdrop. So it's like the growers token. So G-R-W-R-S. Um, they, then they're going to launch their play to earn game uh, with Sortium. And then move that, that moves them into phase four, grow, decentralize, earn, right? That's the crypto grow NFT. Yeah. Um, introducing all the utility functions. There's like 4,200 NFTs, right? Which is the crypto grow uh, NFT um, which is the Genesis token, right? And right. it provides full access to the whole grow up ecosystem. And then, um, you know, all kinds of other like cool right. elements, right? Like yeah, you, you get know, tons of stuff with them in. Yeah. 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 And, and before, before you go into that, you know, you know what I love about the ethos right now um, is kind of like all these off limits things um, historically, or if it's in the United States, uh, we're getting to kind of break loose of some of these kind of weird off limits things, you know, I mean, uh, pot was off limits, right. For a while. And, and, mm. you know, I mean, there's so many people who didn't really understand why and why, and they either kind of just, you know, shook their head at it or just ignored it or whatever. Um, but also like kind of, you know, econ economics, right. Like we, we had a, a sort of universally, uh, uh, determined uh, economic structure in our country and, you know, across all these different, uh, these different nations. And, and it's, it's really interesting to see kind of this, you know, decentralized and sort of community approach to like, Hey, you know what, we don't, this doesn't have to be down from a commandment, you know, from on high, these things mm -hmm. can be uh, determined by, by everyday folks that can have access to it. I, I love that aspect of all of this stuff. Yeah, man. Freedoms, right. In the truest sense. Right. Um, For sure. And so, yeah, look, I, I hit on a bunch of the different uh, bennies of uh, being a, a crypto grow NFT holder, but let's hit them. Let's hit them again real quick because oh, yeah. that's, that's a lot. And mm -hmm. I, I think it's uh, important for folks to wrap their head around it, right? So a crypto grow NFT holder will get one grow up machine, 
right? Again, shipping included, U.S. Mm-hmm. only for now. <laughs> Two, ability to grow to earn via rewards program, which is synced with the machine and the app, right? Third is the free crypto tie-dye merch drop. Four, the free crypto tokers avatar. Five, IRL events, again, LA and then beyond. Six is the growers token airdrop. Uh, seven is the greenless access uh, play to earn game, which is the dev by sortium. And then a ton of other stuff that they're going to announce. We're trying to really build community here. So uh, most great communities are adding tons of utility for their holders and they're not defining it all out of the gate. They want it to grow and develop over time. So expect really more uh, things to come here in the future to be announced. So um it's yeah. pretty awesome, man. Well, that's a lot of value stacked on top of each other. And I think, you know, they're taking this project, you know, as much as people might joke around or, you know, kind of uh, take take this with like a, ha- a grain of salt or something. It, it, these guys are really pulling something together very serious and that they care deeply about. Um, and, and it's very clear by how much they're how much energy they're putting into these things. Yeah, dude. And look like to, to I think a token. Uh, no pun intended there of that, um, you know, of that, that there's many puns. You can have so much fun on that. Yeah. We go on and on. No, but, but like really a good example is the, the give back, uh, component of the project. And and that's going to be donating money to the last prisoner project, which is a nonprofit organization dedicated to cannabis criminal justice reform. We know there's tons of folks locked up today that, um, uh, you know, for things that wouldn't be crimes today. Right. And that's tricky. You get into this like really tricky spot and we got to figure out how to course correct there um, for, for folks that are, are locked up over these things. And um, so they're working with this group last prisoner project. So check that out. Very yeah. cool. Um, yeah. Lots little, of known, reform. L- little known fact about, about my, uh, my background, my father worked as a, uh, a psychologist in the prison si- system uh, for many mm. years, you know, and just saw, just saw that, the, the very sad details of the, you know, what all these prisoners have to go through. You know, certainly there's people who are, who are in there dealing with real issues that they have to be resolved and, you know, kind yeah. of learning and growing and things like that. But, you know, there's all sort of sort of unfortunate circumstances, um, you know, not too far, not to get too far off topic. But my father always said he was influenced by Les Miserables, the, the film um, mm. and, and a book by Victor Cuba, uh, Victor Hugo, about this guy who kind of, ends up in prison for stealing bread but then gets like labeled as a prisoner for his whole life like labeled Mm. as a criminal for just one thing that he did right and i think that uh that's part of why i'm I'm, this is especially close to me um this particular utility right um because it really does mean something important these are people's lives that that kind of got messed with by uh by just uh simple decisions that we made yeah, most definitely. So, so really like the uh, the vision there of that give back, and look overall again, super exciting project. I think you can check them out at cryptogrow.world, cryptogrow.world. Check them out there, and also their Twitter. Uh, it's at cryptogrownft. So get in there, check them out. I think you'll like what you you'll, you see in there, and uh, and feel free to hit everybody up over there because uh, they're ready to respond and get you in the community and get you in the mix. Yeah, can't wait to hear, hear more about this project. It's really cool. All right, uh, I think that's enough for that one. Let's uh, let's get on to what's next. It's been an incredible episode, guys. I mean, you know, we have such really cool people. We're so blessed to have such really cool people on this show, and and this has also just been a really a lot of a blast here with everyone that's come through. So we appreciate you guys being here. Thanks so much. I got you guys, man. 
guys are doing a great thing and this is leading by example and highlighting kind of projects that are that are trying to do this stuff for good right to achieve good and positivity and, and really spread that kind of good education and awareness is, is what it's all about and you guys are doing a fantastic job of doing that so much love to you guys and, and keep it going because the space needs it yeah thank you guys great. so much for having us on it's been such a pleasure yeah appreciate and, it and april 20th guys is cannabis day another great holiday and of course like and up next right for the listener and for the youtuber we'll have a, a featured piece of music from joel and his team so look out for that coming up next and then we'll pop out of our episode edge of nft what's going on it's walk off the earth it's an honor to be here with y'all we've got some songs for you right now so check it out when the tears are rolling down Like a river to the ocean And there's no one else around You won't question my devotion Everybody needs somebody And you got me You know that I know that you know that I'll be there For the highs and lows Give you mine if your heart gets broke By your side when you're all alone I will be there when you're down to down on your luck No ride home and you got you drunk 2 a.m. I'ma pick you up I will be there yeah. I'll be there, I'll be there, I'll be there for you Use a break and it's too broken to be open. I'll be patient, I'll be waiting until you're ready to be open. Everybody, Everybody. needs somebody. Need somebody, and you got me. You know that I know that you know that I'll be there for the highs and lows. Give you mine if your heart gets broke by your side when you're all alone. I will be down and down on your luck No ride home and you got too drunk 2 a.m. I'ma pick you up I will be there yeah. I'll be there, I'll be there, I'll be there for you Get out of bed in the morning 
all got our vices Just doing what we need to to get by Wear a dress, your Sunday best Whatever you feel nice in Cause God knows we all need a reason why To get out of bed in the morning To fight our fears To just go call it quits Cause sometimes reality's boring And it's a shame But it's just how it is Everybody's gotta live Yes they do And everybody's gonna die Cars and prison bars and history repeating. We build our little boxes, you and I. You cross your heart or read your cards, whatever you believe in. Cause God knows we all need a reason why. To get out of bed in the morning, to fight our fears, to just go call it quits. Cause sometimes reality is boring. And it's a shame, but it's just how it is. Thank you so much for having us, y'all. This last one is called Red Hands. One, two, three, four. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That gun is loaded. I know that I messed up a few times or what you want to call it. I know if I fell down, you'd change the way that I saw it.
NFT. Thank you so much. We had a blast. We hope you liked listening. Take care. We'll see you all at NFT LA. Peace out. It's been an amazing time talking to you guys. And I think we've mentioned a few different spots where I think folks can figure out more information on Holidayverse and all the amazing stuff you guys are doing. But let's be really specific. Where should they go to follow the project and get engaged with the community? The holidayverse.com is, uh, will give you the best kind of lay of the land. It's got the FAQ on there. It's got the roadmap on there. It's got kind of like, you know, what inspired the project and the backgrounds of, of these two teams, Woat and EDH that came together here. And then you got your links to Twitter and Discord right, uh, right on the website there. So that's your best. That's your one-stop shop for uh, all things Holidayverse. Amazing. All right. So, so go over there, visit, get engaged, become part of the community, folks. Pretty amazing. So word on the street is we got a giveaway that we're going to be doing uh, for our listeners. And am I right in that this is a small batch Valentine's collection, 100 pieces exclusive to Edge of NFT and Holiday Verse supporters. It features the doily, a character from the ornamental book slash film with animated background and foreground layers, super duper cool. And also it can be exchanged for an ornament, which is the flagship token that provides access to the members only experience that we've been talking about on the show today, or it can just be held on its own, right? As a collectible. So what else do we got? Any other color we need to add on this one? Oh, maybe Ross, this would be a good a good time to kind of unveil, so to speak. We've based on the demand and also some of the criticism about our project being tied to holidays, even if it is an all holiday project. You know, we've come up with this idea where we're actually going to put the token holder in the driver's seat when it comes to customizing their tokens. So whatever you mint it and the, the set of traits and the rarity that came with that, those are going to stay. But you guys might have seen, you know, when you when you hold a board ape and you hold mutant serum, you can go to that website and connect your wallet and pick your board ape and pick your serum and watch that kind of irreversible process happen to create a mutant ape. We're going to create the Holidayverse Studio and you're going to be able to go there, attach your Solana wallet, choose your token, and then apply different traits. So we're going to be rolling out these trait packs. And the first one is going to be in support of Valentine's Day. So because our tokens do have animated background, animated foreground, and even some of them have audio elements and this sort of stuff, we're going to put people in the the driver's seat. Our Valentine's Day trait pack is going to have, all of them are going to have a background swap ability, a foreground swap ability, and then the actual character itself is going to be able to be tweaked out in some ways. So the Valentine's Day one is going to be Candy Heart's background is going to be raining down in behind. The actual character element is going to be a pair of heart-shaped glasses. And the foreground animated element is going to be, you can actually turn your character into whatever position or action that it it took on Mint into an animated version of it blowing a kiss in honor of Valentine's Day. So (laughs) we're going to be dropping those. They're going to have varying levels of rarity throughout the year and and, and getting into future Holidayverse projects. Keep an eye out for that. We thought that was a pretty cool way to allow the user to customize, to wake up any new day and say, you know what, I'm going to swap out to a birthday hat today or to a party horn or to a gold watch. This sort of stuff I think you'll see happening more and more within the space. The kind of build a bit workshop almost of the of web three, right? So it's, yeah. it's like it's like the opposite of Groundhog's Day, where you can actually like change every day however you want. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Super yeah. cool, man. Yeah. yeah, I just wish you had a little more passion for the project, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it's amazing. I've, I've said I've said so many times we don't have a marketing budget, we don't have a marketing people, but what we do have is we have the ability to put Joel in front of a microphone. And just the authenticity and passion just does it all for us. Yeah, man, get after it. So keep an eye out on our socials, guys, for all the details on this amazing giveaway. Thank you so much for your generosity there. It's going to be a ton of fun. Sir. Very well. All right. Well, I think we've reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs for today. Thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventures on this starship. So invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to iTunes right now or rate us and say something awesome. Then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. And remember, 
We always invite you to co-create and build with us at Edge of NFT. We're unlocking a whole new way to connect and collaborate with us through our own NFT drops, spirit seeds leading to living tree NFTs, which light to the way to our event, NFTLA, a one-of-a-kind immersive and unforgettable experience at LA Live in Los Angeles, March 28th to the 31st. Check it out at nftla.live and move quick because early tickets are selling fast. Lastly, be sure to tune in next time for more great NFT content. Thanks again for sharing this time with us today. The views and opinions expressed on the Edge of NFT podcast reflect solely those views and opinions of the show creators and its guests. We're learning as we go, just like you. Please make sure to do your own research. Our podcast is not financial advice. There are multiple strategies and not all strategies fit all people. You understand that you are using any and all information available on or through this podcast at your own risk.